0: Well, hey, families. Welcome, welcome. I'm so happy that you are here for a new episode. This one is good, you guys. We're talking about sensitive kids in this episode, and our guest on the show today, Jen Harrison, is just so full of incredible wisdom. She's a parenting coach, and she specifically helps parents who feel like They have those kids that are super sensitive or highly reactive. And honestly, what she's talking to us today, you guys, is so just timely because one of the points that you're going to hear us discuss is how sensitive children are sensitive to their parents' emotions. And oh my gosh, raise your hand if your emotions have just been all over the place over the last year and a half, right? Yeah, of course we're having like heightened emotions during this really weird season of life. So I think it's just so valuable that we have a discussion around how our kids can feel that and what do we do about that and how um, can we just have a family unit that is full of peace and connection and support for one another. And Jen just brings, like I said, just some really good, incredible bits of wisdom to the table today. So enjoy this episode, and if you don't follow or subscribe to the Fresh Start Family Show yet, make sure you look right down at your device that you're listening to right now and make sure you push that subscribe button or that follow button. This will... Really make sure that you get notified each week when we have a new episode drop. And also, if any of you are raising sensitive kids or strong-willed kids or um, children that I like to call cactus kids, right? Kids who push back a lot or maybe are highly reactive, I want to encourage you to make sure you go grab our free guide to raising strong-willed kids with integrity. You can find it right on the homepage of our website, freshstartfamilyonline.com. And when you receive that free download, you're going to find some really good encouragement that you're not alone and there are things you can do to connect with and influence your strong-willed kid with integrity so you can take a break from using fear and force and overpowering and controlling and all those things that feel like crap when you lay your head on your pillow at night. So I want to help you get to higher ground. Parents, if you are raising strong-willed kids, go grab that strong-willed guide, make sure you are subscribed or that you follow the fresh start family show over on itunes and without further ado enjoy this episode with jen harrison well hey there i'm stella welcome to my mom and dad's podcast the fresh start family show we're so happy you're here we're inspired by the ocean jesus and rock and roll and believe deeply in the true power of love and kindness Together, we hope to inspire you to expand your heart, learn new tools, and strengthen your family. Enjoy the show. Well, hello there, listeners, and welcome to a new episode of the Fresh Start Family Show. I'm so excited to be here this morning with Jen Harrison. Good morning, Jen. Good morning. Great to be here with you. Yes, we are so happy to speak with you today, Jen, about how to parent a sensitive. Child, so many listeners are going to just um, just learn so much from you, Jen. We, there are definitely a lot of beautiful, sensitive kids out there in the world, and your work is just so admirable. The way you support families and help families, I want to um, have you introduce yourself here in a second and tell us about your journey. But to parents, just to to give you a little bit more insight about who Jen is, she has coached almost a thousand parents worldwide during the last ten years. And in 99% of the cases, I love that you have these statistics, Jen. (laughs) She's successfully helped them improve their lives at home within a matter of weeks. She has been featured in British magazines as a parenting advice expert and has been featured as an in-house coach for the online children's growth mindset company, Big Life Journal. I love that. Jen has been named the Child Whisperer. By my notes are a little bit messed up here, but what was who who named you the Child Whisperer, Jen? Parents. That was that was from a parent. Yeah, my printer like messed up my notes there. Um, and my famous American actress, L.A. Baker, who played Ellen in Will and Grace. That's so cool. Mm. So um, she's amazing, you guys. She has a track record for showing moms how to reduce their children's anger and anxiety by 80% within six weeks or less. She's a children's author and loves writing when she is not coaching parents over, over Zoom or FaceTime. So my goodness, Jen, this is awesome. Take a moment, if you would, um, to tell us just a little bit about your journey, how you um, became a helper uh, to families in this capacity, why you're so passionate about serving families and parents, and um, and just a bit more about your journey.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think really my journey began um, when I was supporting a boy, five-year-old boy with autism in the classroom. Um, and really that was one, I've always worked with children, so before I um, started coaching amazing parents, um, I was spending a lot of my career with children, so in schools and in nurseries and and things like that, Um, and there was one particular little boy that I was uh, caring for, and it all started there and really at that point in time I was studying alongside that role that I had within the school and it was one particular day um another parent came in so not this little boy this other mum and she'd been called in by the teacher um because her son was um misbehaving as the teacher would put it and you know the teachers didn't really have any Tools or ideas of what to do at that time with him. And I just, I just never forget. And this, this is years ago. And you know how just things stick with you. um yeah. And I never forget this parent said to the teacher, Well, what can I be doing at home? Like, what could I, what can I do? And what can I be doing differently at home? And I just recall that the teacher. That, uh, that particular teacher didn't really have anything constructive to advise apart from kind of like the generic like you know you could try this or have a word with him or maybe like reward charts or but nothing that really was tangible or, or going to make a difference and I think just through that role um, within that classroom as a support teacher I got to see how many kids were really struggling um and you know we're talking about four and five year old children um that are struggling with anxiety um anger and it just really stood out to me and really like the passion to help parents and children i guess started there but the passion that ignited um about 3 years ago for sensitive children really came off the back of my own journey um, of being now what I know is I would have been a a highly sensitive child um, and then realising that in my early 30s and then going through my own healing journey and almost like reparenting myself. Um, and and then really seeing everything really clearly, um, joining the dots and recognizing that so many things that I that I struggled with in my um, early adulthood stemmed from my childhood. And really, I've just put all the pieces together. Um, and I think like the passion, really, the, the, the passion and the drive um, comes from my own struggles in life and wanting to help other people like find a better way now I know what was causing all of that now I can help other people um find you know find a path that they don't need to go down the path that I went down um and I just see so many especially at the moment so many families really struggling where they might have had um challenges already but during this past year um obviously, those challenges have come to the surface even more because families are at home more um together, and there are more challenges on top of the challenges that they already had um so yeah, I'm just so 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 grateful and blessed I get to call this work, and I get to do this every day because I genuinely love um supporting um parents and children.
0: oh, I love it so much, I love it so so much, yeah. That and and the sensitive children is is such a um, I have such a heart for them too. You know I I know in my work um, it's it's the I think it's the kids that challenge us the most almost that invite us in to learn and grow and can be such catalysts for change within oh, our totally own lives. Like, right? Yeah. 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 And so they are such a blessing and they can be so misunderstood. And um, I just I love I love that you really. Um, just have a such a great call to action that for families, if they feel like their kiddo is, is, you know, struggling with this extreme sensitivity that you just invite them right in. And I love Jen, even seeing today you on Instagram, I love following you on Instagram. You have such um, beautiful, positive messages all the time, Mm -hmm. but just today you were sharing, you know, um, it can be so easy to fall into that, that mindset of like, something's wrong with me. Um, You know, and I loved how you were calling your community to remember that, Every parent who steps in to learn more about how to work with their sensitive kid, how to learn and grow, all the things that happen once we really step into learning, um, they're exceptional parents. Even if yes. they are freaking out right now and yeah. having meltdowns all day, their kids having meltdowns, just by listening right now to this interview with you just by like purposely and intentionally saying, raising their hand and saying, you know what, something's going on here. Help me understand, help me learn and grow, help me break generational painful cycles. It makes them exceptional parents. And I just, I love that you encourage everyone to remember that.
1: Yeah, it really does. Um, And that Instagram story was, uh, I literally just come off a call uh, with two parents in the US um, and then I went straight onto Instagram um, to do that nice. story because I had just been sharing that exact same thing with um, a little boy's mum and dad because this is what I hear parents say on a regular basis. They assume that they're not doing a good job. Uh, they assume that you know what? What have I done wrong? What? Um, am I a bad person? Am I a bad parent? Um, and I don't think that. Um, parents realize that they are exceptional and and that they are doing their best and the reason that they um, as one parent said to me today uh, he said whatever we're doing he said it isn't working Um, and we were talking about breaking generational patterns and he said it, he said for me first of all it's that what I'm doing how I'm reacting to my child he said it's not even working for him like he said it's actually backfiring um yeah, it's yeah. not the discipline that he knew as a child wasn't working for him as he was parenting his son and um, so he could see it wasn't working but yeah just helping parents recognize that we the way that we react to each other and to children." Um, you know whether you're a parent or a person like this isn't just about parenting as well Um, it all stems from what we saw and heard as kids ourselves so how could we possibly say you know that we're a bad person um, when we're only doing our best based on what we experienced as a child we can only emulate what we learned growing up ourselves um, so to step into learning and to stand up and say, you know, what I'm doing isn't working. Can you please help me? Takes huge humility. Um, takes huge humility to say, I'm not doing something that's working. My way isn't working. Please help me. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to remind everyone today on Instagram that that they are exceptional because I think people... Um, And I don't know whether this is just a British thing or whether you find this there as well, or it's maybe an international thing. But some people struggle to ask for help. Um, And I think especially parents do because they assume that they should know all the answers. It's like, well, I chose to have a child. Therefore, I assume that I should just know everything um, and I think there's this stigma when parents are asking for help. So I just wanted to remind people today that that they are exceptional. The people that I work with are exceptional, whether they have a child that's struggling with anxiety or anger or whatever it is that they're struggling with right now. Uh, those parents are amazing. And I think more people need to realise that, that, that asking for help um is what we all need to do I wouldn't be here today teaching this if I hadn't asked for help in the first place I wouldn't be able to offer you anything today I wouldn't be on this podcast Um, I had to go and learn this myself and I had to raise my hand more than several times um, and I still do now I still ask for help um, because it's the only way that I learn and grow so you know we're all here to learn and grow I believe as well.
0: Yes, yeah. it's so true and it is it is such a stigma that um if you if you have to ask for help then something's wrong with you, you know, or that yeah. parenting classes are for, you know, parents with problems or kids yeah. with problems where it's, it's like, yeah, it's not it's just um everybody needs support and um I believe humility is a superpower that holy smokes teaches mm-hmm. children so many incredible lessons and yeah, it's it's just Um, If you you got blessed with a kiddo um, that has, um, you know, a tendency to to struggle with some things, then it's time to step into learning and and ask for help and and accept the help. So beautiful. Okay, well, good. Well, talk to us um, about how parents need to have self-care in order for them to have something to give to their kids emotionally. Because, oh my goodness, especially right now, I'm pretty sure there's so many parents who are running on empty. <laughs> so oh, talk to us, Jen.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's just a key principle that, that I've learned and that, that I teach other people, um, which is this we can only give what we have to give. So I really encourage everybody listening to write that down. We we can only give what we have to give. Um, it's like I have on my desk right now an empty bottle. There's nothing in it. Uh, to, to imagine that I can start pouring out of that um, bottle and, I don't know, watering a plant, for example, um, is crazy because there's no water in there um, and but the thing is, is I see parents every single day believe that even when they are running on empty um, and they're tired and they're struggling themselves, um, especially at the moment, you know, trying to homeschool and trying to work at the same time and having all of the pressures that many families are feeling this past year. It's crazy to believe that. Well, I should just be able to keep giving to my child. Um, because they're my child so I think really when I coach parents so many parents struggle with this idea of self-care and I think a lot of it stems from not being shown it yourself as a child so um, I think when you think back to your own childhood did you ever see your mum or dad um, demonstrate self-care and a lot of many people that I speak to say, no, like I, like my, I've never learned that I think self-care is selfish. Like so many people believe that self-care yeah. is selfish. And I hope I turn that around. I say to people, it's actually selfish not to self-care because you're not going to have anything to give to your children and sensitive children, um, very perceptive so they pick up on how you feel so if you're running on empty and if you're stressed and you're tired or feeling anxious right now if you don't choose to do something about that and i'll go into a moment some like practical ways of how how you can self-care because i think even self-care some people struggle with what that even looks like so we can go into that in a moment um but we really have to recognize that if you choose not to do that, you're, it's selfish not to because your child, especially if they're highly sensitive, um, they're going to sense how you feel. So you're showing up to the day with nothing to give um, and they pick up on that. They pick up on your emotions
0: anyway. Let's chat for a hot sec, openly and honestly about what your discipline toolkit looks like in your home right now. If you're anything like most parents, you're relying on the hand-me-down set you inherited I'm going to help you shift out of a punishment mindset and into a compassionate discipline one where you fully trust that connection-based, firm and kind discipline tools are all you need to be a strong leader in your home who holds your kids responsible when they misbehave, but does it in a way where they are learning the vital life skills they are missing when they mess up. So again, just DM me the word SHIFT over on Instagram, I'm at freshstartwendy, or you can head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your free bundle now. I am so excited for you to shift out of feeling guilty and shameful when you lay your head on your pillow at night and shift into feeling confident and proud of the way you handled yourself as a parent, even when you were wildly triggered and upset about the mistake your child made. Okay. I'm excited for you to dive into this free resource. I'll see you in my DMs and inside the free discipline bundle.
1: Um, So that's just to sort of reframe it to anybody listening that thinks, yeah, but I need to put my children first. Um, Actually, you need to put yourself first. Uh, One thing that I've learned about the family dynamic that I think goes a goes against what a lot of people think a family dynamic should look like, but I've really come to see why why um, it, it, I think it's best that it does look this way. Is that if you're so if you're a single parent then in the home then you want to make sure that you're topping up your bucket or water bottle in my case. Yeah, Uh, top yourself up do what you need to do I said to a parent today um think about how many things you can take off your plate this week because I could see she was running on empty and she was overwhelmed um so I said have a think how many things you can take off of your plate this week um now if you're so that's if you're single parenting so you're not currently in a relationship and you are at home with your child now if you are married or in a relationship with your child again my advice is it's self-care for you first so you have to do things to top yourself up first then and this is what goes against how many people think then you have to look towards your partner and ask yourself how am I feeling in our relationship how can I now I've topped up my bucket my bottle how can I now pour a little bit into your bottle how can I think about how you're feeling how can I care for you now so many parents say to me oh but I need to put my children first so the family dynamic goes me well actually it doesn't go me most family dynamics go the children um possibly you then your partner or your children your partner you it's backwards and I feel like we can look at the statistics of um, uh, child anxiety and look at children's mental health in this world right now. I feel like we can look at the divorce rates in this world right now. And I am pretty confident that those statistics um, tell us that what most people are doing isn't working. It's not effective. So um, we need to look at ourselves first top up me first then i look to my partner i learn how to um show love to him and how to um make sure we're on the same page especially in parenting um that's a real struggle for many parents being on the same page with how to parent um together um and then when we're both feeling strong when we're both feeling connected when we're feeling good We've naturally got more to give to the children. So we're both topped up. And now we're gonna share that with the children um, and pull that love down. <clears throat> so that's really what I recommend and suggest that that the family dynamic looks like, that that we self-care first, we share that with our partner. And then naturally, because we're both feeling good, that trickles down to the children. And the children sense that, oh like great mum and dad are you know communicating they're not arguing um and the whole family environment just feels um peaceful because of that but let's look at how yeah let's look at how so practical ways like how, how what does self-care look like because a lot of people um you know, might think it's just like have a bubble bath or have a massage, or you know. But it's practical things. Like I said to this mum in the US today, I said, "How many things can you take off your plate this week?" Um, I don't know about you, but I think as women, women are great about um, we putting more, like trying to juggle everything, basically, like putting lots of things onto our plates. And I know that so many parents right now um, feel like they have a lot on their plate. We, I feel like at the moment we have to, and this is something that I've been realising and recognising in my own life as well this past month, really. I feel like we need to look at what season we're in right now. We need to look at what season am I in? So that can look like um, the season as in, The actual season, like as in the calendar. So, right now, here we're in the winter in the UK. Um, Also, what season in life am I in? You know, if you've just had a young baby, um, if you've got young toddlers running around, that is a particular season that you're in. So, you need to look at your plate and ask yourself are you expecting too much of yourself um, by trying to do all of these other things whilst you've got a really young child at home? I think the other thing at the moment is recognising the season that most of us are in um, throughout the world right now. That Life's very different at the moment. And I'm very, very hopeful that this is going to um, change. And I'm very hopeful that um, there's a lot of positive things ahead. But right now we're in a tough season. Uh, things don't feel the same. And we need to recognise that there's more stresses right now uh, we have more things being put onto our plate, such as parents trying to homeschool um, and work at home at the same time in many cases. So because of that, it, take more things off your plate where you were trying to do, I don't know, studying something or all these other courses or you were trying to like, whatever it was for you, just recognize that you're in a tougher season right now. So you need to take a few more things off your plate.
0: Oh, Jen, that's I love all of that about self care. Um, I know when I first started learning about this concept, I was always given the analogy of if you're on an airplane and God forbid it goes down, it starts to go down, you cannot save your child unless you put the oxygen mask on yourself. Right? You have to get yourself the oxygen so you don't pass out because you can't help anybody if you're unconscious. So that always. Yes, that always helped me. And then I love this idea of what can you take off your plate and even what can you trade, right? Like, cause we're talking about the courage to ask for support, um, you know, whether it's through coaching programs that you have, you know, educational parenting programs I have or therapy or whatever it is. Um, but it's, it's a season where, um, it's sometimes you might need to trade something out, you know, whether it's Instagram scrolling or, yeah. you know, um, you know, whatever it may be, um, um, happy hour with your girlfriends. I know that's that's crucial. We don't yeah. want to trade that out, but yeah. at the same time, yeah. like sometimes you just you might need to trade something out because I believe that getting the support that you need is a form of self care, right? So if you're Absolutely. struggling with the scarcity thoughts, you have low self confidence, you are lacking self control, you. Don't really know how to express anger without hurting somebody. Um, you don't know what self compassion looks like. You beat yourself up all the time. Like health wise, like you're not exercising, you're not putting healthy foods in your body, you're sleeping like crap, you doubt yourself, like all those things, fearing the worst. Like when you get supported, and and you are able to get some relief in all of those areas, that mm. is self care, right? Like I know oh, we always absolutely. think of, yeah, we always think of the bubble baths and the jogs and mm. and all that stuff. And, and taking stuff off your plate is such a great example. There's so many so many things we could think of with self care, um, and getting that support um, that you need is just so crucial. So I love absolutely, that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, tell us about. Um, what that it takes a village to raise a child. Um, tell us a little bit more about that.
1: Yeah, I think really it's, it's kind of what we've just spoken about, really. Um, recognizing that so many parents that I speak to almost feel like they should just know all of this stuff. Um, and the past year, past, the past two years, I have started to recognize um the power of group coaching, so the power of being within a group, yeah, so just being around other people, and in fact, just on my group call today, I said, you know, this is a group, but this is, I'm I'm starting to love the word exceptional, because I've been using (laughs) exceptional today, I said to my group, I said, you know, this is a group of exceptional parents, and exceptional people, Um, and this is a group where, People are not just talking about their problems, but they're doing something about them. So they're asking for help. They're they're not just talking about their problems. They're wanting to share their problems, but also then resolve them and get support. And it really does take a village. Um, it takes us to reach out to other people um, and I just, yeah, I just wanted to help remind people that you, I'm always saying to people, you're not on your own. You don't have to do this alone. um And yet, I think that for many people, trying to do things alone is often how they've spent most of their life uh, so yeah, far. Yeah. So, reaching out, asking for support is quite alien to a lot of people. Um, but I've just really, just really really found from running group coaching that people, especially women, th- absolutely thrive um, by feeling held and supported and seen by other people um, that are on a similar journey to them. So, um, yeah, it absolutely takes... I think it takes a village generally in life, not just in parenting, yeah, but yes. we all need each other. We all need... Um, to remember that we're not alone, and to find ways of being able to connect and share with each other. You know, the things share the things that we that that we feel ashamed of. Share the things that we feel like we wish no one really knew about us. But it's only when we share those things that we actually build real connections with, with other people as well.
0: I agree. I have experienced the same thing in my own journey as an educator and a family life coach. And the power of the group is magnificent. So in our private membership group, it's called the Bonfire. We actually just opened and closed the doors. Um, right, like this is two days after um the that our last launch, where we welcomed 52 new families from all over the right. world. I know it's so exciting. We now have 10 countries, Jen. It's like the coolest thing ever. We have some awesome parents in the UK over there by you. Oh, amazing. Yes, yes. Um, but it really is so true about the power of community. So we find that once these families get into the group, so first they go through our educational course, the foundations course, and then they come in, they're able to ask questions. They get to sit beside, you know, virtually, but still you get to sit beside someone who is Mm. going through similar things. And also our group is so good about sharing success stories. So Mm. you get to see what it looks like to experience that joy of handling it in a responsive way and seeing like the benefits or seeing the rewards, you know, of the closeness of the relationship or the the child actually learning the self-control. And it's just so encouraging. And I've even recently started to play around with, um, so in our group, we'll have contest each month to uh, learn what we apply in our lessons. And I I now give out um, hot seat coaching as a prize and even one-on-one coaching as a prize. And because I don't do privates anymore, I stopped doing privates a few years ago because I believe so much in the power of the group, right? And so now whenever we do a hot seat um, with a winner, we actually stream into the group because I know for me in my own journey... When I started to get deep into life coaching work and go through some some courses that really helped me shed some limiting beliefs and heal from a lot of stuff, it was always in a group environment. And there's mm-hmm. so much shame reduction, right? Like when you say it out loud and you're Absolutely. like, oh, yeah. no one just walked out, like everyone's yeah. still sitting here. And not only yeah. are they still sitting here, they're like, oh my gosh, thank you for sharing. That's, I felt like I was the only one. And then like, yeah. not only does the shame melt away, but now you have connection and belonging which we know drives like great human behavior and yeah. it's just magnificent but I know people in the beginning they're like wait I don't know if I want to be part of a group I just want to get on a private call with you and I'm like trust yeah. me you got to trust me dude <laughs> yeah. and I really get that Now, if you have any questions, firststartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind.
1: As you just shared that, I just had a memory um, myself of, as you said, and, and I'm so glad you shared that because you just made me realize that so much of my um really deep healing happened within a group and I'd absolutely forgotten mm-hmm. that that was the case. Um, But That's I remember once, Yeah, I remember once um, sharing something that I felt, um, yeah, it was so difficult to share and just looking up and seeing every single person in that room um, telling me that they they felt no differently about me. That they didn't, you know, that there was no judgment And, and I just burst into tears because that's exactly what we're all afraid of, that we're going to be judged by other people. And that's the one main reason that I find why people wouldn't want to join a, a coaching group. So it is super powerful to see that actually nobody's judging me. Um, yeah.
0: So much healing comes from that. Yeah. Mm, so good. Okay. Yeah. Talk to us about um, how sensitive children are sensitive to their parents' emotion. This one, I feel like we could have had like a full hour-long discussion yeah. around because it's <laughs> so fascinating. I always say that like, you don't even have to be doing anything. Your kids can feel it if you're stressed, if you are sad, if you are scared, If which is good. Like those emotions are healthy human emotions, but there's no hiding anything from our kids. And they're like, yeah. they're like little sponges or and mirrors, mirrors and (laughs) Avengers. Absolutely yeah one parent said to me last year
1: she feels like um, her son's like a little detective so once she realized like actually he's going to be it's like he sees everything and feels everything Um, at first she was like oh my gosh like I feel like he's this little detective like he's picking up on everything and seeing everything Um, but I think it's really important for parents to know this um because and I'll 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 tell you why because um if you are a parent who is um feeling empty you know you've got a lot on your plate you're feeling anxious yourself um you've got things on your mind so many people try to hide that from their children um and you know plaster a smile on or if they don't do that it comes out in anger Um so it, it goes one one way or the other it either comes out in anger um or you're trying to almost like pretend that you don't have things going on yeah,
0: um yeah.
1: and I just know from personal experience that um so often throughout my childhood um and my adulthood I early adulthood I would um sense things about my parents and my teachers um and then also about like then when I went into adulthood I would sense things about my partners um or friends and I would pick up I could just I could just feel it like I could just feel how they were feeling um and so many t- in so many cases the other person would deny how they felt or tell me that they were fine. And the message that I took from that was that I was wrong. And I learned to not, I learned to not trust my own intuition um, and trust what I was picking up. So this is really important because children, if you don't help your child, so if you don't share how you're feeling and I'll talk about how that looks in a minute um because I'm definitely not advocating for you know tell your child everything because it, it's not their. I believe it's not their place to hear all of your stuff anyway um yeah there are yeah. definitely better places that you can go to get your support for that um but if you don't share it they're picking up on it um and they're going to learn to doubt their own um intuition and they're going to push that down um and stuff those feelings down and also children children fill in the blanks so so if we don't explain um how we're feeling or give them a reason to want to if we don't if we don't explain how how that how we're feeling children will fill in the blanks and they will most often make it mean something about them. So if you're feeling angry or you're feeling tired um, and maybe it's just a bit hard to be present with your child today, for example, um, they are going to interpret that to mean that my mum or my dad doesn't love me. I'm not important. And they'll make it mean something about them. So one way that you can get around that and um, help your child to uh, see what's really happening and see the truth is just by really gently sharing. So for example, you could say something like, you know, sweetheart, um, I'm just feeling really tired today. Um, I didn't sleep well last, too well last night. If, if today it looks like I'm not always listening as well as I usually do or, if today um, it looks like um, I'm feeling a little bit sad, sad or a little bit tired, it's nothing to do with you. It absolutely has nothing to do with you. Um, and tonight I'm just going to get an early night, um, and I will be back tomorrow. You know, feeling feeling so much better. I'll be right back with you. And what that does is it it teaches your child, oh okay, phew, it's it's nothing to do with me. Mum's just tired. Um, but it also models to your child. It goes back to our earlier conversation. You're then modelling to your child's self-care. So you're not denying your feelings. You're not um, trying to just keep pushing on. You're saying, do you know what? Today I'm tired and this is what I do when I'm tired. I'm going to go make a cup of tea or I'm going to go and lay on the sofa for 10 minutes and then I'll be right back with you or tonight I'm going to get an early night. So through sharing that, your child learns, oh, phew, this is nothing to do with me. I could sense that Mum wasn't feeling good today. Anyway, so now I'm really glad she's told me because now this makes sense. What I'm feeling now makes sense, and it's so important um, for highly sensitive children that that though like they realise that they can trust their feelings because being sensitive, it's it's you're very perceptive. You you pick up on other people's in, emotions and energy. Um So to have a parent that says, yeah, you're right, like what you're sensing is right, that's so powerful that a sensitive child gets taught that. Um And uh, as I say, they're also learning um, self-care from you as well because you're modeling that to them.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, I've come over the years to realize that I'm pretty sure... I'm an empath. And again, I'm not an Mm -hmm. expert on that, but I need to find an an expert to be on the show um, because I want to learn more about it. But I can pick up, like you said, from a very young age, I can pick up so well on other people's emotions. I can I feel very, very deeply. And that's the same with Stella, my daughter, and really my son too, but especially my Stella, who was there. so she's 13 now. I found this work when she was three and I was in the super pits of parenting. She was the mm-hmm. epitome of the sensitive child. I mean, like everything mm. from fabrics to tags to mm. to cuts, like um to emotions to transitions, like everything. I was like, what is literally happening? <laughs> like, yeah. I, was so, I was miserable for a while until I found positive parenting and started to learn a different way how to change my mindset, all this good stuff. Um, but Terry and I always could feel it in her too. And she's mm. always picked up on my emotions so much. And I've had to really learn. Thank God she's presented me with the opportunity to, to get rid of the I'm fine. I'm fine. Language. It's one of my go tos. I don't know like where I learned it, but and my husband and I have been together for 20 almost 26 years now, and it was it showed up with him too. And it's such BS because I'm not fine. I'm just feeling an emotion. So I've had to like, you know, change that to be like, hey, I'm feeling like anger is the big one that my daughter hates the most. And now she's thirteen, and I'm I'm just enjoying the mentorship for her to to help her, and also me cleaning it up to say to her, "Hey, I feel angry right now. I wanted bedtime to be peaceful. You and your brother started bickering. You got into an argument. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever it is. Like anger is a beautiful emotion that often exposes. Like it shines the light on something that needs to change. Right? Like oh, that's what Yes. I see. yes. Yeah, and so, I, yeah, I love teaching her. Like, hey, I'm I feel angry right now, and everything's okay. You're safe. I'm safe. Um, mm. It's not that I'm angry at you. I feel angry about what happened and you better believe that tomorrow I'm going to create a way after I've had a full night's rest. We'll, we'll learn from this. We'll create yeah. a new plan of action. We'll do some peaceful conflict resolution. We'll figure out a way for you guys not to fight over the toothbrush again, in the <laughs> back, whatever it is. Um, but that's been huge for me to change my language from I'm fine to I feel whatever I'm feeling and and yeah. it's okay everyone's safe or if yeah. it's like I'm feeling scared that you guys are going to hurt each other then um, everyone's not safe so I need you to take immediate action but the feeling is I'm scared not that it's like i like ah panic mom's gonna freak yeah. out um, but I know I'm highly sensitive too, like Ah, e- everything yeah. everything in life like whether it's the sun beating down on my face or sounds mm-hmm. or emotions or highs and lows um and so i think the more we can we can feel those feelings and not hide them or think that they are a flaw but just know you're definitely a normal human if throughout your day you've felt happy mad sad hurt and scared all in one day because yeah. that's the wholeness of life
1: right <laughs> absolutely yeah it's a wonderful thing um yeah being sensitive is a wonderful thing it can be really tricky and difficult when you don't understand how you're feeling and you don't have these tools um but yeah i agree as you start to learn how and you get these resources and have these tools um then it's wonderful to be able to um share how you feel because this world needs it wouldn't you agree like yeah. this world needs more of that so I think if we can build these highly sensitive kids up, if we can support highly sensitive parents as well, um, then we're just going to have more people in this world that are talking about how they feel and they're, um, you know, feeling good with those feelings and they can express them. And I think that can then be a great model for everyone else in the world um, to, yeah, to copy from because... I just think that's how we get to all connect when we actually just like drop the I'm fine and actually just say, hey, I'm actually not fine right now. This is how I'm feeling. Um, Yeah. Wouldn't wouldn't it be amazing? Like if if that's what I'm working towards, like I see that as a vision, like for everyone in the world to be able to, yeah, be able to do that and how much more connected and happier everyone would feel.
0: Yes. And to know it's okay to not be fine. It's like exactly. just, yeah, yeah, just two nights ago in the cul-de-sac, uh, we live on a block here in Southern California with, um, a gazillion young families. It's, it's <laughs> a gazillion. Hot, yeah, it's the most amazing block, but we probably have 20 kids between the ages of like six months and, you know, th- Stella's the oldest now basically at 13, but, yeah. um, just the other day I was, um, I was supporting, a beautiful mom who's a neighbor and she was so beside like kind of you know just really upset that her little boy cries a lot like he gets to the point where he cries a lot and she was um, really having trouble moving out of the mindset that um, you know he's it's a problem it needs to be fixed like he can't mm-hmm. just go around crying all the time and then his dad came in and you know we were joking but he was not joking and he said yeah we need to toughen him up and he needs to know that he can't be the sister. Of the neighborhood, and my heart just melted. And I ended yeah. up, you know, going home. I sent her a few podcast episodes we've done. Um, that I thought would help her, but yeah, that's that's you know, it just it does it breaks your heart because you 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 only know what you know, right? And, and exactly, but like yeah. back to the beginning of this podcast, like they're exceptional parents and they've just never learned a different way. They've never learned yeah. the strength of a sensitive man that you can feel it. like it's not it's not some sensitive boys feel emotions. It's like all boy, all men, all humans they feel emotions, and some feel it mm-hmm. in a deeper capacity. Like I know again with exactly. Stella she feel like her highs are high and her lows are low and she's, Mm And, and it's we've come to embrace that it's beautiful. It's just part of her incredible design by God. And um, so, yeah, those those stories, you know, it's like sensitive boys are great, sensitive girls are great. Um, if we can all learn how to support them, how to be together, um, it's just it's just being being a human being. So mm, absolutely so good. Well, Jen, thank you so much. Gosh, you have shared so much beautiful wisdom today. Will you? Um, tell listeners where they can find you um i know you're very active on instagram you're so yeah. much fun to follow over there but what do you got going on um where can they find you where can they learn more about the beautiful work you're doing in the world yeah absolutely yeah instagram is so
1: fun i love i spend I love spending a lot of my time over there um so you can find me at the highly sensitive child um on instagram um, you can also find me on my website which is www.sensitivechild.co.uk um, and there's there's a ton of resources on there I have an ebook um packed with uh, 43 phrases um, so that you can start to learn actual language which I've learned is so important that we have yeah, the language yeah. um, in those moments. Um, with children so that's like a really simple way that you can start to learn with me um, and as I mentioned earlier I also have um, my coaching group um, and I'm running a workshop called The Calm Child and that's going to happen three times a year possibly four times a year um, so we've got one coming up next month and then we'll have one in the summer Um so perhaps when this this podcast goes out live um there's likely to be one around about that time as well um, so yeah so i'd love to invite everybody to come along there and um if you if you'd like some help with your child your highly sensitive child
0: that's phenomenal and we will make sure we put all of those links in our show notes page jen thank you again for being here thank you for being a light spreader in the world we appreciate you and it's been so fun chatting Oh, you too. Thanks, Wendy. For more information, go to freshstartfamilyonline.com. Thanks for listening, families. Have a great day.